Welcome to Release the Shackles at Green Records, our favorite recording studio. Uh, this episode, you're going to hear from Chaz Gallagher of Lassard Gutters. Uh, I know Chaz from the gym that I'm part owner of, Sport Hall. I uh, met him there. This guy's like the epitome of an entrepreneur. Um, the guy that's willing to jump off that ledge knowing that he's got a family to feed. Dude, he's an incredible inspiration to me as far as entrepreneurship goes. Uh, I love the guy to death, man. I consider him a brother. What What was y'all's biggest takeaway from this podcast? Uh, my my favorite thing about sitting with Chaz um, was it was almost like I was sitting across the table from like Mister Incredible. You know, it was like uh, we sometimes we we all talk about this uh, hero's journey, this concept of the hero's journey, and part of that, um, and and part of what you'll hear about Chaz's story is. Uh, you get this call to adventure. Um, you, you you have like this this subtle tug, this like small whisper that's calling you in a certain direction. But we don't always want to uh, we don't always want to follow it. But then there's something that gives you that nudge, and you you jump off that cliff. And uh, just to hear what that meant to him and his story uh, was very powerful. As somebody who just made that leap myself, and to see how uh, the that hero's journey goes full circle. Yeah, it was amazing the journey that he took us on in all his uh, entrepreneurship uh, early days. Uh, he just he goes into some detail on that, and just again him having that faith and everything that he believed in. His, every time I see him, he's just super kind, uh, awesome dude. He's humble, always willing to mentor, and he's just he's out there leading the front. So uh, enjoy the episode, Chaz Gallagher. Because I'm like, we already are in this. I want to hear this story again. So let's start this. Um, first and foremost, like always, shout out to Green Records yeah. for hosting this, letting us take over their spot for a couple of hours. They do that, they let us have this place once a week. Andy and Drew, thank you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. If you're a uh, recording artist or if you are interested in, dropping some podcasts at some point in your life, and you're in the New Bromwell's area, this is the place to be. Chill vibes, good staff. Will is an animal. We love the guy. So we're here today with Chaz Gallagher of Lassard Gutters. And I'm going to give just like my, what I have seen since I've met you and trying to kind of give everybody a little spotlight i guess or a, or a flash of like what what was so impressive to me <clears throat> cool so you know for as long as i can remember i don't want to say i'm i don't want to sound like i'm some kind of spiteful asshole but like i hate being told what to do yeah. even, even if it's a good idea sometimes i'm like meh <laughs> yeah i understand I, I i connect with that for sure yeah. and so being a W-2 employee, like, I I guess there, there was a place for that in my life at a certain point, certain time. And I think a lot of times you have to dive into something 
to show yourself that maybe that's not the thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to, you know, go down that path. Um, to me, Chaz is the epitome of, I mean, dude, you're, you're the example of, of so many people that have an amazing career. You have great benefits, making great money. Wife is making great money. Um, but something's lacking, something's missing, right? Yeah. And your story is so compelling because you were willing to like walk away. And I know it probably took some time, which we'll figure that out here in a second, but you were willing to walk away from all of that comfort for freedom. Yeah. Right? So the balls that it takes, you know, with the family involved and mortgages and everything else, dude, the balls that it takes to make that, to pull that type of trigger, to me, dude, that's fucking impressive. Yeah, it was it was a lot of thoughts, a lot of faith, and a lot of praying and scary times. I mean, it was to step out there to let that check go, let that four hundred one k go, mm-hmm. let that insurance go. Man, it was nerve wracking for sure. Yeah, and I pondered it for years, and when I finally did it, I was like, man, I should have done it sooner. Mm. Yeah. That was the first thing that I remember thinking, like, I should have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. And I would have been okay, too. Right. But I don't know. You know, you just, you got to grow a little bit, I guess. And I wasn't ready. But I, I remember thinking as soon as I did, I was like, man, I could have I could have been out of that rat race at least two years earlier. Mm. Maybe three, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think was like the biggest thing that was holding you back? Fear. 100%, man, fear. Yeah. Fear is an animal. And uh, it'll overtake you. And uh, I used to even listen just, I like the news. I like I even kind of dabble in politics, not anymore, but uh, man, fear is an animal and it it crept in and just constantly whispering like things like, you're not going to make it, you can sell the house, fail your family, be a, be a joke, you know, mm-hmm. and just those constant whispers and uh, finally got over it, you know, a lot of prayer and a lot of just self, just living it. And, uh, but I remember for, for when I speak of fear, I really remember I just quit and was doing my thing, and I was I was I was pumped. You know, in the beginning, everything's kind of happy. It's new new territory. I got this, but yeah, I turn on the radio, and I remember listening to like the it was like politics, and some guys like, oh man, the world's going to hell. I don't even remember what year it was. It doesn't matter, but it was like you know, <laughs> stocks are this or oil was this, and you know, get your affairs in order because blah blah blah. You know, and I remember turning the radio off, and I was like. Fear, like you're not gonna control me, because mm-hmm. like instantly it just crept over my body, man, and I was just like, I got scared. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there driving, and I was like wanting that comfort of that check coming every two weeks, you know. And uh, so it's just when you say what was it, man? Fear was definitely big on why, yeah. why I didn't do it or why I didn't do it sooner. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely one of the biggest things I had to face head on before I could make that jump. I thought that's badass mm. how you like you voice that. Like you're speaking to fear. I had to, man. It was, it rocked me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and everyone's been there for, you know, in different aspects, you know, and fear can just totally take over your life and ruin you. And I'd encourage anyone listening, like, dude, when you hear fear knocking, just shut that door. Yeah. Don't listen to that mess. Yeah. What are your thoughts, dude? I, I know you got some some stuff with along these lines. Like, first, your thoughts on um, speaking to fear like that. What's up with that? Uh, yeah, well, I think 
that's the biggest or that's that's a big step when it comes to fear is just recognizing it for what it is you know what i mean being able to identify it because a lot of the time it can it comes in uh what it, it may come in like different forms it may come in forms of other people you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, telling you that like oh you're not going to make it like oh or like that's your plan you, you know mm-hmm. like it might it might not it might not even always be from you um but yeah i, I think uh yeah identi- identifying it mm-hmm. and then taking a developing a plan to overcome it you know or finding finding things that you can implement to overcome that fear mm-hmm. is, i think is a uh, one of the voices in your head also is like what are people going to think of me yeah and when i look at you and i cuz i know you've been been um we've been friends for for a minute but I know that about you that you don't care what people think about you, and I think there's, <laughs> there's, true. there's a direct uh, correlation between, if you want to use the word success, right? Because everybody has their success. I think my I see you as successful because I see you happy. Mm. Yeah. So that's my my meaning of success for you, from what I see, from what mm-hmm. I know you. Yeah, that's good. I've always been one of those kind of guys who the cup's always half full. It always pisses my wife off. I mean, dude, you can throw some nasty stuff at me, and I'm always like, well, the sun's still shining today, you know? And she's like, I'm like, don't give me that bullshit, you know? I've just been wired that way. But my dad was, he's a great father, still is. And uh, just always, you know, he was big on, dude, don't don't worry about what people say about you, you know? And so I've come a long ways, but I mean, yeah, I didn't care what I drove, what I looked like, what I sounded like. I mean, I, I did to a point, but it never got my way, you know, and, and that was a big thing. And, and with a lot of people, especially when you're going to start a business, because so many people want to have it all finished out. Mm-hmm. I want to know from zero to 100. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing, but I think <clears throat> most people won't ever step off the ledge because they're too worried about getting it all in order, sounding just right, having the decals, having the cards, the, the, this, that, that, you know, and I'm like, I, my personal experience, like, you don't need all that. Just get started. Right. Just start learning. Start you know? away. Yeah. Tell us real quick, like, uh, I know I, I said Lassard Gutters earlier, but tell us a little bit about what's going on. What do you do? Yeah, so Lassard's Gutters was, uh, the guy's name was Roger Lassard. My dad was in the old field. I'm going to make this story real quick, but uh, his parents weren't doing well, so he moved us and everything, and the only thing there was this little town, was this dude selling a gutter business. My dad looked at it, was like, yeah, I can make it work. And so he bought it. And so that was, uh, I was in sixth grade. And so growing up, man, it was like, you know, you're voluntold. Like there was no money involved at first. Like, hey, son, get to work. <laughs> like get that ladder, get that hammer, you know. And it was, it was, it was work, you know. And it, I was fine. It was, I was not, you know, I liked work. It was good. As I got older, he started paying me. And uh, I got a quick sign up once. We got into it once. And I was like, I'm done with this job. This sucks. <laughs> and my dad's like, that's cool. You can quit, but make sure you get another job by Monday. And I was like, oh, snap, okay. <laughs> so I went down to, like, Schlotzky's, got a job. Hated it, man. Hated it. <laughs> I was getting paid of a fraction. So I went back, like, humbly, can I have my job back, Dad? Funny story. But uh, awesome. anyway, so I, I knew gutters. That's what I knew growing up. I did it. I ran a crew for my dad. I did estimates. I mean, you kind of learn it all. Um, he sent me to college, actually. He sent me to Texas A&M. He said, uh. I want to send you to college so you don't have to work, you know, so you don't have to hang gutters. Cause we kind of, at the time looked at it like, as we just, I don't know. He came from a corporate world. Like we just didn't give it enough. I don't know what the word is, but now I see it. Right. But back then he was like, Hey, get out of this rat race, go get you a nice corporate job with the 401k and entrance and, you know, do good for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And that was just where we were. And I was like, okay, you know, so I went to school, got a degree, uh, got an environmental engineer at a cement plant, and it started out good. Um, but man, the years rolled on and I just started getting, man, the shackles really, I mean, this, it just started feeling heavy. Every year got heavier and my life got more complicated. You know, we had kids and stuff and I started having just dreams and visions and wanting to do things. And corporate life says, no, you're not doing that. You're going to be here on the weekends. And, you know, we got these reports being filed out or filled out. And uh, when I first started, it was pretty, it was a good environment. But some some people, it got bought out by a company and some people changed. And all of a sudden it was like triple the work, same pay. Before it was like, get your work done and, and you know, live your life. You know, mm-hmm. if your wife's sick, no big deal. Take care of her. We don't care about sick days. Get your work done, you know. And we did. Well, when the new company took over, it was you got your three sick days, you know. And mm-hmm. If not, you're going to take your holiday and blah, 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 man. And it just started feeling heavy. Mm-hmm. To a point where I told my wife, I was like, if I got to keep doing this, I'm going to do something else, like find a different corporate job. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I started the business on the side really to help my wife out because as bad as my job was, hers was worse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it really was. Like I had it easy compared to her. Until this day, we spoke. We both still joke about it sometimes when things get heavy. We know the name of our old bosses, and uh, I'll say it. But this dude's in this dude's in Italy now, but uh, I hope he hears it too. But uh, she'll be like, "Hey, Alessandro called, and you need to get your damn report on the desk on Monday, you know, and get into the weekend." And I'll be like, "Oh, damn it, damn it, Alessandro," you know. <laughs> and same for her. So we always joke about that, and it really kind of like makes lighthearted. Like, yeah, this ain't that bad, you know. Yeah. So we started it and uh, just started doing stuff on the weekends, man, and. I mean, started from scratch. I think I had like twelve hundred bucks in it altogether. You know, a busted truck, nineteen ninety Ranger that was rough. It was it was nasty. I remember washing it one day, and my neighbor's like, "Why do you even bother washing it? Dude? It doesn't help." <laughs> I mean, that's how bad it was. And I was like, "I don't know. I think it looks a little better." And he was just like, "Idiot," you know. <laughs> So I started on the side, man, and it just it started growing. And it really is an American dream. I didn't see it that way. Um, but I got tired of working every weekend. I was doing corporate work, weekends working. And then I was like, you know, I felt like Superman changing clothes during lunch break to go do estimates and leaving work on the way home and meeting clients. And, and it did reach a point where my wife quit her job, you know, and that was a huge success for her. So she was staying home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too long later, like, the corporate world was starting to really feel heavy. And I really wanted to do something different and uh, started really praying about it and just, could we make it work? What would it look like? And honestly, the numbers weren't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we looked at the numbers and you can only make so much cutbacks, you know, you can only, mm-hmm. there's only so much piece of that pie you can move around or shift. And I was like, man, I don't know, but something told me I had to try it. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like an audible voice, like saying, go do this. Yeah. But there was some voice, something saying like, I knew I wanted more, and I just felt like it was like, what you want isn't here. Yeah. And I was like, you, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, what I want isn't here, so I got to go somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to give it a go. And so we started it, and I mean, God, there's so many trials and tribulations along the way, but it was wild to see, like, it came together. And we, like, doubled our sales the first year just because I wasn't tied to this corporate stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it started to really gain traction. That's badass, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you told us yesterday that <clears throat> there was a moment where it was like 
most days of the week, maybe five days, correct me if I'm wrong, five mm-hmm. days a week of corporate work. And then it was like evening and, and you kind of alluded to that a while ago, yeah. evening and then weekends, gutters. So you were like 100%, all eight cylinders, let's go. Yeah, right? people people see me now or even five years ago and they're like, man, you know, you're taking this vacation, you're living the good life. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I'm also staying up till midnight. And my wife, too. It wasn't just me. It was we we're a super team on this thing. And, you know, getting orders ready, fulfilling purchase orders, seeing what we got to get lined out. I'm in my garage moving stuff around, you know, changing brakes at like 1130 at night so the crew can go out the next day, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a grind. It was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And people don't see that. And I always remind them, like, dude, you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. Like we worked basically two jobs. My wife too, you know, she was hustling and doing stuff, you know, the same. So it was two people working two jobs for a long time. I mean, I think we really started somewhere right around 07 and I've only stepped down for like three and a half years. So it's a lot of time. You guys were putting in some time. It took a lot of time. And so many times I wanted to quit. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I had that corporate job. I was like, I could just give all this mess up. That's kind of like uh, like musicians. You know, everybody talks about like that overnight success. Yeah. You know what I mean? But really, they don't pay attention to all those like late night jam sessions, like every night. You know, everything that goes into uh, like d- creating the life that you want. You know, so like looking at you, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, like he gets to he's he's living this lavish life. You mm-hmm. know, but really, like you you put in the time and the work. And, yeah. And you set things aside and move things around to create create that life. You're, and like that's I think a big part of entrepreneurship is being able to feel that tug, mm-hmm. and see what it kind of looks like, visualize that, and creating it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, an entrepreneur is is a creator. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, creating solutions is an entrepreneur uh, in a sense because we got to we probably make our own problems and then we have to also solve them. When you talk about being afraid, tell us about that roadblock or that first obstacle when you're running your own crew and then like they all jump ship on you. Like what do you, how did you feel? Oh man, yeah, there was one time I was in the corporate world. I don't even know what happened, dude. I don't know if this guy like went to jail. I don't know, but we had sent out a job and we didn't... I don't even know how our phone systems worked back then because a lot of times, like I know when we first started, dude, it was like on a cell phone and it was me going out to my car, returning phone calls like during coffee breaks. Like other dudes are like, you know, just BS. And I was like, dude, I got to go return some phone calls, you know? And I mean, I remember dialing like random phone numbers, like cold calling builders trying to get stuff. But uh, yeah, at one point, I don't remember how I got the call, but basically they're like, yeah, no one showed or they left. And I was like, what? And I had, a, I mean, it was... It was a pretty good business. It wasn't like anything where we are now, but I mean, it was solid. Like we looked good, you know, like we kind of gained some traction. And the main guy and his helper and one other dude, like they just like jumped shit. Like there was no sign of it, no nothing. And like, boom, gone. Can't get a hold of them. I was thankfully they left the truck and trailer. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. I was like, oh, thank God. Like they didn't just take everything, you know. But uh and this is all while you're working. I'm at work, man. And I remember, I don't know what time of day it was. It was like three or four. I worked at a cement plant and that thing was, I don't know, it was over 100 feet off the ground. I got in this industrial elevator, put on my hard hat, went to the top, the very top, man. No one's up there. 
I just lost it, man. I started crying. I was like, just the intense pressure, you know? Like, I couldn't do anything about it right then. Like, now I would just go out, talk to the customer. Hey, we made a snafu. We're going to make this right. I don't even know how, but don't worry about it, you know? And that usually, like, puts them at ease. Like, I couldn't even, I could hardly make a phone call, you know? And and that was one of the times I really wanted to throw in the towel. I was like, man, I could just stop all this mess. Yeah. You know? And so, and, and every once in a while, it's about the only thing I miss from the corporate world. I'd never traded though. But just being able to turn on your out of office and just being like, boom, I'm out of here for 10 days, suckers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yesterday, we talked a lot about this, um, uh, you know, this thing, the phrase teamwork makes the dream work comes, yeah. man. And, and you've said it a couple of times already, but man, it seems like your wife, Erin, was like, really really one of the like a heavy catalyst in all this as well right yeah most definitely you know and I, you know and, and to go backtrack just a little bit you know we talk about that getting that w2 it definitely helped me and aaron for sure um i learned a lot just like how corporations work i didn't understand money that well finance stuff and i learned a lot of that in in the corporate world and she learned a ton in the in the like the, she was like in a uh they did countertops, flooring, and so she learned like really what we were more into now. We both needed to grow a whole bunch. Now, this day and age, there's so much information out there. Like, can you do it without it? Yeah, for sure. You know, and I even wonder if I'm going to send my kids to college or you know, because if you want it bad enough, dude, you can just do some apprenticeship, like read and <laughs> get it. You know. But anyways, back to the question. Yeah. So me and Aaron, I mean, it's it's a hundred percent teamwork on this deal. 50-50, you know. And some days it's 70-30, you know, one way. It all depends. I'm uh, you know, I feel like the firefighter, the police officer, I'm good at running in there, taking care of problems, like boom, boom, boom. But she's like all logistics, you know. I used to I mean, it was more like I kind of started it because I just I'm good at kind of starting stuff. Not so much at finishing some things. Uh, so I started, and I used to be the, like, we, we call it the scheduler now. And, you know, well, we got this job on Monday, this job on Tuesday, this job on Wednesday. I just plug and chug, man. I just wanted to get it done so I could get on to doing something I more wanted to do, you know, something more fun. And finally, she's, like, looking at it. She's like, well, why do you have this job there? I was like, I don't know. It was Tuesday. It was free. It was plug. You know, I'm like, just put it in the hole and move on, you know? <laughs> And she's like, well, you can move that job. That's like five minutes away and save all this drive time. And I was like, that's a grand idea, you know? Like, yeah, let's do that, you know? So she started getting more involved and just totally took over. She's the scheduler now, man. And it's like crazy what her brain can do and move stuff around and make things work. Yeah. And I'm just like, beep, boop, beep, trying to plug something <laughs> in, you know? Yeah. So It's funny how, like, um, I mean, you guys can disagree if you want, but, like, my wife isn't quite as involved in my side gigs is mm -hmm. is uh like Aaron is with Lessard's not that Lessard's is a side gig but I guess it once was. It um, was. uh but females seem to have their organizational skills together a oh, lot yeah. better yeah. than us dudes. Yeah. Like I know that's for sure. Like sometimes sure. I'll go home and ask Tiffany for some advice and you know she's done fairly well in the in the medical corporate yeah. world. And um I, maybe it's just because I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but she like she literally can put things in order for me, and I'm just like, holy shit! I would have never thought of that. Yeah, for sure. And here's something for the listeners: a little tidbit of advice. I would definitely throw out there if you're married, if you're gonna start a side hustle, like make sure your partner's on board. And and anything because it just grows, and you know, and and even, and even if you start that hustle, and there's some big decisions along the way, maybe it's a loan, maybe it's a land. I mean, it could be something smaller, but. I've learned through 
through air mainly that make sure your partner's on board. And if they're not, it's better just to sideline it and just wait because we've both done things outside of our business and business decisions on our own. And man, when you're on board, at least if you fail, both parties are like, hey, we tried, we messed up. Mm -hmm. But we've both done things like on our own thinking it was legit and didn't really get the other one involved. And it just can tear you apart too. So definitely get if you're involved man get some you know work that out yeah. it's worth it it's yeah, worth its weight in gold i feel that big time yeah yeah me and tiffany have had these conversations in the past dude i can't tell you how long i spent how much time i spent training people out of my garage and it was just man for whatever reason it just wasn't working but i kept holding on man there yeah. was something inside of me it was like nah man you got to hold on you got to hold on and dude it was not long after Tiffany was like, okay, <laughs> it was kind of like she came through with this like fuck it attitude. Like, bro, we're either going to do this and we're going to put a deadline on it. And yeah. if it doesn't work by that deadline, then you're going to have to do something else. And the only thing I kept thinking was. How, how, how long had you been doing it at that time? Oh, God, All bro. Part. Started in, well, my whole training career, I started in 2006. But to be fair, I moved to New Braunfels in 2009. So let's let's call it that till... Holy shit, dude. <laughs> dude, it was way too long. Too long. Way too long. Uh, it, it, it was way too long. It wasn't until like maybe three or four years ago where things really started like yeah. sinking in. Yeah. Um, and maybe even, dude, maybe even less time than that. I mean. And what do you think that was? Because I like to hear that side of it. Like, you know, three, four years ago, it wasn't much. Mm. It's gained a lot of traction. I'll tell you exactly what it is, dude. The one thing that really... Um, Helped me out big time. See, I spent a lot of time trying to take over the world by myself. Mm. And I was so afraid to let anybody else in. Even my own wife, dude. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'll take care of the taxes. No, 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 I'll take care of this. That's no, I'll my take dad. Care of this. And the reason why I would do that is because I was terrified that whoever I passed that duty on to, even my wife, dude, who's better at this shit than I am, if I pass that duty on to her, there was always this thing in the back of my head, well, what if she misses something? What if she, you mm. know... I was always scared of failing, so I was like, okay, I want to take all that responsibility mm. on myself, which is kind of the opposite of what you just said, you know, yeah. about, you know, failing and winning together, and I don't know what it was, dude. I, I'm assuming a lot of it was ego, mm-hmm. right? My mentor, Andre, like, he's, he's helped me out quite a bit with um, one of the biggest things that he ever told me that really has resonated with me is, uh, you know, we all like to give things, but we're not very good at receiving yeah. Right. And he's he reminded me you have to be as good a gift receiver as you are a giver. It's good. And this is the simple thing that we, let's say all four of us go out to dinner. Sure. And one of us speaks up first with a credit card, and then the other three are like, like you guys are like no 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 no, and it's like wait, like I wanted to buy you guys dinner. Yeah. Like yeah. accept that, dude. Like don't take that blessing away from me. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to bless you guys. Yeah, for sure, man. So you know, I started like pushing all that kind of shit into my regular life and business. And, um, dude, I started knocking those castle walls down and allowing more people into my life, mm-hmm. taking advice from people that were way smarter than me. And yeah, now here we are. And I'm not saying like, I'm, you know, on top of the world, but yeah, dude, like but I'm some big changes, major changes, yeah. dude, like taking over, you know, as part owner of sport hall. I mean, that gym is beautiful. You know, one thing I've learned and and not through books or but only through just trials and tribulations is and people always ask me when do you know to hire someone or to get help 
And there's no perfect answer. And I mean, you you probably hear someone else say something else. But for my experience, it's been what's worked for me is I do it till I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. When I start seeing some, you know, issues there, whether it's with the wife or with your business, you know, you talk about you posted something online talking about those whispers, you know, mm-hmm. like, dude, if your business is whispering to you about follow through or you know, just getting the job done completed or getting it done right or, you know, all these things. Like, you got to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for me, and this is another big jump of faith, like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And so many people, like you were stuck there for a long time, didn't want to let anyone in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm always like, okay, well, I bring this person in, I'm going to pay him, let's say, $50,000. So I'm like, I'm already allocating that into a monthly, weekly payroll. I'm like, oh, God, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. You know, and I'm like, I can't do that sometimes. And that's the that's the real deal of is like there might be weeks I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, I was like, Well, I won't, I'll just do it myself, you know. But I couldn't I couldn't get above these certain levels. And at some point, like we're only human, you can only do so many. There's only so many, you know, hours in a day and you're only so good. And so I didn't understand the value that people bring. You know, I'm bringing you in for fifty thousand. I didn't really know how to quantify what you would bring with you. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that you know, you know, the people that you just talked to on a day. Oh, I got a new job at, you know, Sport Hall or Lassard's Gutters, you know. And all of a sudden this sphere of influence just starts growing. And it's hard to put a value on that. But there's been so many times I'm like, dude, I can't do this. Like, we don't have the funds. And then I hire an employee and I'm like, boom, dude, look at our sales just went up. You know, so that's another big thing that I like to talk about. You know, like, don't be scared to hire someone. And I'm always real forward up front with people, too. Like, I'm not the boastful guy. I'm like, dude, let's let's try this. But I might have to fire you in two weeks, bro. Like, this is new to me, you know? And I'm just real honest with them. I'm not trying to, you know, say this is going to, I'm going to take care of you. Right. I'm going to make you so rich, you know? Like, when you hear that, run for the hills, yeah, dude. Because yeah, yeah. I've had people talk to me like that. And I'm, all the time, it's lies. You know, but be honest with them. and Or maybe even good intentions, but they just don't have the platform to, like, follow through with it. Or, maybe know. so, but I don't know. That's oh, a red that flag for carrot? me, man. Yeah. 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 I've had so – I'll be honest. I've had so many builders and roofers. Bro, give me a good price on this. I'm going to hook you. The f- I mean, yep. you're going to make so much money off this. And, I mean, you probably heard it too, everyone. Like, you've been there. And you're just naive, like, okay. And, you know, I mean, I've heard it so many times. And when I was young, dude, we gave some hella good deals to people. Mm-hmm. And they just take advantage of it, man. And they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you hear stuff like that, I'm like, er, nope. You know, like, I know my value now. I didn't know it back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and undercutting myself is dumb. Yeah. It just makes me look worse. Right, that's a good point. I'm like, dude, I, we, we bring a lot of value to the table. You know, if you want that value, like, here's the price for it, you know? Yeah, you're talking about <clears throat> talking about hiring help when you need it. Yeah, I just this morning was talking about doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough, I, was, I was kind of talking about uh, like what is what would that look like? Because right now I'm just kind of like running like an owner operator, you know. I'm and I'm sending my own invoices, doing mm-hmm. trying to do everything. But eventually, I, or like ideally, I would like to bring on more contracts than I can keep up with, sure. you know, because that's you know that's a good problem to have as oh, a yeah. business. And so uh, I was thinking about well, what would that look like, and then. I was thinking maybe I could have uh, another freelance photographer working with me, and then I just give him a portion of the contracts that I get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm providing somebody else an avenue of freedom as well because I'm like, hey, bro, I just need you here for sure. For these at, at these times, you know, uh, throughout this month, and give them like a, a little schedule, and then they're free to do kind of whatever they want in between that, you know. And that might just be like a college kid who's kind of doing the same thing I am right I am right now, like taking classes and then 
and then hitting these spots, you know, mm-hmm. and in the meantime. Yeah, no, that's good. What I've learned too is like, you know, you tend to think people are like you sometimes mm-hmm. and they're usually not. They're much different, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so for you, you're okay with sending invoices, reaching out to people, being real proactive, you know, yeah. this guy might just like photography. Right. And that's yeah, exactly. perfect. That's okay. I'm going to get you the job. I'm going to get you the yeah. time. I'm going to be that guy for you. You're going to go crush it in the photography and then yeah. we'll both, you know? Right. And so to work on people's strengths too, man, and find their weaknesses and help them. Yeah. That's been a huge thing. Dude, that's that's so good, and and it just it brings the thought to me that me and Juan always talk about this, like always, always, always try to replace yourself. Oh, I'm loving it, dude. Always, I, I'm learning. I feel like I'm only learning this like really the past year and a half, mm-hmm. and now literally like we get jobs, someone measures them, someone installs them, someone invoices them. I don't even know, but that's like the best case scenario. Yeah. Like if I know your name, it's usually not good. Like I mean, we're still cool. I don't really hold grudges, but. You know, like to replace yourself, man, yeah. and 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 all oh, the value it has. It's hard to put that money. Like, and it's less to make. It's better to make less money and not be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and that took me a long time to Dude, realize. Dude, Jason too. Caffey. Do you you remember him? I know of him. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Caffey told me something one time, man. It was such an awesome thing. And for those who don't know, Jason Caffey's owned a. I'm gonna screw all this up. Sorry, Caffey. <laughs> He's owned a couple of gyms, um, like up in the Colorado area, and I think Idaho. Or and his Idaho. wife has a spa or something. Yeah, here in New Braunfels. Yeah. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called right now. So I apologize for that. Yeah, we love you though. The refinery. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways, Caffey told me something one time. He was like, "Man, if I'm at the guy at the top, I want my two second hand, my, my the two guys below me. I don't mind if let's say they're making a quarter million a piece. Mm-hmm. You you own this." extravagant business these two guys under you are making a quarter million a piece and i'm making a hundred a year i'm okay with that as long as they're keeping the ship afloat crushing it yeah you know and you know just some arbitrary numbers but you get the point though you know that's that's my end goal Mm -hmm. i'm not there yet yeah but i know i'm about three hundred thousand in sales away from it so once i get that i can hire that guy yeah and then it's like coming in. I mean, hey, how do we do that week? How do we do that quarter? Yeah. You know? Basically, you're just receiving reports. Is there anything I could help with? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're, you're, you're having this conversation from your telephone on the beach <laughs> in Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. I'll call you after this morning surf session. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. I was just reading that book, you know, and uh, the four-hour work week, and he was just talking about how just, okay, so having freedom – of time, mm-hmm. right? So most people are taking their vacations during summer. Well, summer rates, dude, they're just tripling the rent. Mm-hmm. If you can go out of summer, you can literally take a $5,000 vacation for like a thousand. Yes. Wow. You I know, so you don't have to make as much money as you think to have a great time or exactly. vacation, you know? Exactly. And we did one year, we went to um, Seaside, Florida. Mm-hmm. We went out of season. Yeah. Beautiful townhome right on the beach. For like six or seven days, it cost us like 700 bucks. Yeah. It was incredibly cheap, dude. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, even the people that were with us, I was just like, uh, don't worry about splitting this, dude. I just want everybody to be here and have fun. I'll take care of it. I've, you know? I've, I've done the same thing in the same place. And I've been there during tourist time and outside. And then once you experience that, you don't even want to go during no. the other times. Because the, the time busy. is so much better. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you go get a drink, you can get food. It's dude, just it's going there. Yeah. And I've mentioned this couple of times to different people but the one of the times we were down in Nicaragua um uh we met this couple uh I didn't talk to them a whole lot but we met this couple that was um I think we talked about this on the show when Scriven was here um they lived six months out of the year in Whistler and that's where they snowboarded and then during the summer 
or the other six months out yeah. of the year, they were surfing in Nicaragua. That's I don't crazy. know what they did for a living, but living the dream. Well, this brings up another good point. So when we started the business, or when we were going into it, um, we lived well within our means. Mm-hmm. Dude, we had like not not nice cars. Mm-hmm. We could have easily had a new house, but I was like, let's just stay in this one. And we refinanced it and we're making like we were making like thousand dollar payments on the monthly mortgage on top of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't talk about being free without also living within your means. And, and I mean, I deal with it, struggle with it on a daily basis. You know, do I really need that? Is how, much, how much is that worth? Because I'm trading my time for it, you know? And so to, to get there, like, you also have to be able to control that, you know, and address that. And, dude, America is redonkulous at throwing stuff in your face. You need this. You need this. Consumer culture. Dude, hell, I've almost thought about buying stuff just so I don't see the ad again. I'm like, God, <laughs> these people are good. <laughs> you, got you got me. so funny. It's so true, though, man. It's crazy. And and it's so easy these days just to, like, oh. get on the internet and One get, a, click. get a credit card, and then, boom, there goes the downward spiral, man. And now you're, you know, I forgot. Scriven has a name for it. Um, lifestyle creep. That's what he calls it. You start making a little bit more money. Oh yeah, yeah, it creeps it, up on it you. Creeps, Makes yeah, sense. it starts yeah, creeping yeah. on you, and you start, you know, you're, you're, you're always reaching just outside your means. You might not be completely irresponsible, but you're just living just outside of your means. Yeah. And over time, man, that just beats you down. It's hard, man. We've been through some tough times like that. Same, that did crap on us, you know. Yeah. Like you get some money come in, you spend it, you do some big vacations. And then in business, for whatever reason, you have a bad month. Mm-hmm. There's been months where we've operated, and we don't really know till we close. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, it happened a while back, November. I don't know why. I can't really quantify it. But I'm like, we lost like six grand, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't know that till about a week or two after November. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Christmas coming up, you know? And so we've learned to, you know, for one, don't get crazy. Don't live outside your means, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, we still struggle with it. It's not, it's not think, easy. But yeah. to constant reminder you know and i think we all do to a certain extent man and i think where that comes from is even those of us that are like you know we're just super honest good people man like you work your balls off forever dude and it's like yeah i got a chunk of change man i want to go enjoy myself oh i'm a big fan of dude i'm i like (laughs) i saw this dude going down i-35 on this trailer it said spending my kids inheritance and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to do all that. I would love to be able to give my sons like a decent chunk, like, hey, here's a good head start, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm about living, yeah. you know. And, you, you know, you only live once and we're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know. Right. So there, it's a balance, right? Sure. Like you don't want to go outside your means, but you also don't want to like be the guy who worked for 50, 60 years, get to the end of the rope. You're like, I have for it. No never, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. We all know that guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that guy quite often. He mm. said, if you want some perspective, go to a nursing home mm. and start asking questions. Asking questions about, he's like, dude, you can look in people's faces and see the regret, you know? And mm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. You know? No. I'm way over here on the other side, which, which I struggle with because yeah. I'm like, YOLO, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> And Aaron's like, I don't know. It's funny because, like, as we've gotten older, like, I used to always be the one, like, dude, you only live once. Let's do this, you know? And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And now we're both kind of like that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, babe, whoa. You know, she's like, let's build this warehouse and let's do this and do this and take on the world. And I was like, oh, let's think about this a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's funny how it balances out. Yeah. Tiffany does that to me sometimes, too. I'm always wanting to do crazy stuff. And then she's like, 
have you even looked at the bank account today? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you, where, what did you do? Did you scratch a lottery ticket? <laughs> like, what happened? So funny. Man, but that's where, you know, that's a part of, I don't want to say America, because I love America, dude. I, I'm like red, white, and blue, bleed it. For sure. But I hate it when money tells me what I can and can't do. Yeah. I hate that, man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, I got to look at my bank account. Well, your bank account says, oh, you can do this. Mm. Or you got to buy this house. Or your kids are going to go to school here. You're going to vacation here. You're, you, you know, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. And that can be broken. Yeah, for sure. You know? But... Again, like evaluate your circumstances. Are you in a corporate job? Because like nothing wrong with it. Like some people are crushing it Absolutely. and living a wonderful life. And they're happy. And they're happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Go yep. for that. Yep. But if you've been in that chair for 10 years and it's still the same old, same old, dude, try something else. Yeah. Right? Try a different job even. Yeah. Like I'm not saying go start your own, but go start your own too. You know, yeah. like do both. Well, I think that's somebody... another key. That's another key thing though too, man, is like, dude, if you've spent 10 years in that chair – that obviously means you, you don't spend 10 years in anything without not being at least a little bit good at it. So jump True. out there, dude. Jump out there. Jump off the ledge. Do what you got to do. But just know that you're good enough to go back if something doesn't True. work. True. Especially you know? if you feel like something's still missing. Right. Like if something is still missing, this message is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100. For sure. So like, I see you at the gym all the time, man. Sport hall. Yeah. Like what other types of things do you do for yourself to kind of stay balanced to get your mind right, keep your mind going? Because obviously you run a massive ship here. Yeah, for sure, man. We have uh, have 14 employees, including me and my wife, which are full-time employees. Wow. Um, So, yeah, there's, you know, and I tell people, people like, why don't you have more kids? I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I I have, like, three crews, and each one of those crews has, like, three people on it. Those are, like, three extra kids, dude. Yeah. Every day. (laughs) Oh, uh, boss, uh. My girlfriend, oh boss, my, my my baby girl, my kid, I'm sick, I need money. I'm like, dude, I got so I got five kids at least, you know. But uh, no, the gym's a great disconnect for me. So two things, three things really. Like gym time for me is like, and that's my time, you know. And I'll bring my kids along, but I prefer them not to be there. Like, and even my wife, like I love her and encourage her, but like when I go by myself, that's just that's my time. You know, it fills my power tank. I have two boys, so we always talk about this power tank thing, man, and they can just be having a crummy day, and you just got to get down on their level, play with them for like 10 minutes, and do their power tank, just poof. Mm. And then they're like great, loving, fun kids. But if their tank's low, they act out. They don't really listen as well, and I can spend 10, 15 minutes filling their tank. And for them, that's getting down on the floor. It's uncomfortable sometimes and playing trains or taking them outside. Even though it's cold for me, they don't. They don't even fuck. I mean, they're, yeah, you know. such good advice. I'm so glad you're saying that. So, you know, and for me, my power tank's going to the gym, listening to some hard music, and just lifting some heavy weights. Love it. It resets me. It gets the endorphins flowing, blood flow. Um, the other two things is I love my wife a lot, and we try to date all the time. Like, we try, like, when things were really tough, mandatory weekly dates. That's no so kids. Like, when the, sh- pardon me, when the shit was in the fan, like, we had to. And I'm the one, like, there's been times like, oh, we probably shouldn't. And I'm like, we can not do this. Like, we have to do this. Like, I'm at the point, if I got to put on a credit card tonight, because it would reset us, right? Like, okay, oh, my God, I love you. Oh, this isn't as bad. You know, like, you got to have that disconnect. Dude, you guys do that better than 
most people. Yeah. Y'all do it better than we do. I, I hear that. that a lot, man. Because I see you guys. You're pretty man. good at it too. Yeah. Yeah, but Chaz crushes it. <laughs> Chaz and Aaron, dude, like they do such a good job of that, man. Like that's such a solid thing. All of you guys set really good examples for me. That's really good. We were, for I mean, I've, we do, we just always love each other. We're forced into it, man. It was kind of like the, one of those things you do something and you see the fruit. And I'm a big guy, like, I'm, a, I'm not a big guy. I'm talking about like judging things by its fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because things get complicated in life. And whether that's religion or work or what you're doing or what's your job, like what's it producing? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the fruit of it? Mm -hmm. Are you happy? What's the fruit? Like, are, like, okay, for instance, I see parents and everything on the outside looks good. Great, great church, great school, great job, blah, blah, blah. Kids are a-holes. Mm. A-holes. Mm -hmm. That's the fruit of yeah. that tree. Mm -hmm. I can judge you by just looking at your kids. No offense, but that's the... And my, that's you true. can judge me by looking at my kids, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So I use that and many things like, you know, what's the fruit? What's it producing? So for when we took that date night, you know, I was like, oh, and like there'd be times like during the week, I'm like, just hang in there, buddy. Just hang in there till Saturday, you know, <laughs> or Friday, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, boom, it was like this refresh, you know. And so that was a big thing. And the fruit of that was, okay, I, I, for one, I had something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And for two, as a reset. And then for three, we try to get away, like a real vacation, even if it's just a weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's where I'm always big about the little carrot for yourself. Like, put something out there, mm -hmm. right? You know, like whether it's that weekly, if, it t if it's weekly, like sometimes for us, it was weekly. That's what it took. Yep. But for most times now, every other week with some big thing hanging out there, like three, four, five months. And not just one. Like, don't limit yourself, you know? Like, don't be afraid to even take a cheaper vacation and do it two, three times a year. Like, disconnect from the kids. Like, when my kid turned one, we went to Cancun, and people were like, you're leaving your kid? And I was like, I wanted to do it sooner, but I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we loved it, yeah. you know? Like, we were yeah. ready to get back and see him, but, like, we needed it, yeah. you know? So, Trace does that a lot. Trace Jorita. Yeah. He's, man, he's like the vacation king. But, he makes me look like. <laughs> but dude, like I've sat and talked with him about this stuff, man. And he's like, I never, ever, ever leave the country and not come back with a badass idea. Yeah. He's like, it just is. I separate myself from everything. You know, maybe it's a couple days. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's two weeks. I don't know. But when he comes back, he's just like, whatever that problem was that was looming, the solution is already there. You know? It's so hard to think. And, and, and it's so true. Like in the business world, like. You just get so just so much pressure and constant pull, 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 you know, and you're just reacting, reacting. You know, there, there's a fire, react to that, fire, react to that. Mm -hmm. Then you get this disconnect. You're like, why are we having so many fires? Mm. What could we do to prevent these fires? You know, like start thinking outside the box. And like you don't even have that option when you're in the thick of it. Give you you know? some space to be proactive instead of reacting. Yes, and dude, that's just so... I'm learning how important that is, you know. And like you got this problem and I'm quick to like blast an email I'm like, why don't let, let's let's stop for a minute? And Aaron kind of is like, oh God, she just wants to go on to the next one. But I'm like, let's look at this for a minute. Like, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Let's think of three ideas, you know, and just throw them up on the board and and then try to implement it so that problem doesn't happen again, you know. And I'll give you a real basic example with our business. So when we started out, we're I mean, we're small, family run. And we're like, dude, we're going to make you happy, right? Like, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to give you a great job, great price. Well, people, and I mean, some of them are just a-holes. That's just, they're going to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to do work for them that day, you're probably going to have a bad day. And I've learned, like, you know, it's water off a duck's back. Don't let that bring you down because those people are just like that. 
but we've implemented what's like terms and conditions for us, you know, that's really stopped so much mess for us, you know, and it's things, you know, it's real simple things. There's nothing big, a little one piece of paper, you know, that says, hey, we're going to be doing construction on your house. We're going to try to minimize footprints, but, you know, we could damage a bush. I've had people getting flipped out, man. You you broke this limb on a bush. <laughs> Bro, it's a $2,000 gutter job. This is a $10 bush. Like, you know, we'll replace it if you need it, you know, but people just flip out, you know, but just getting that little paper, you know, and just putting some things in order, yeah. you know. Trey talks a lot about that too. Have policies. policies. Just have policies. You know, when I, when I started, I thought these policies, I saw other people's policies. I'm like, this does nothing for the homeowner. Mm. This is all about the business guy. And when I was young, I was like, dude, that's that's junk, man. Like mm-hmm. that's all protecting the business guy. And then you get wiser and you realize that some people aren't in the same place as you and some people are having a rough day and some people hate their life, hate their spouse, hate their I mean like, dude, we deal with spouse stuff. Oh, my wife said this. We come out there and the husband's like, I didn't agree to that. Uh, and I'm like, bro, your wife, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like this is my house. So then we're doing this, so then the wife comes. Out. Well, I don't like that. You know, and like you get into these rock and hard places, and it's like, dude, well, you just gotta like cover yourself, really. Right. Yeah. So, dude, when I see like things like that, that's what makes me grateful to know you guys, because y'all take care of y'all's business at home. It's good. It's good to see that. Yeah. It's always that, you know, taking the good side of something, something bad like that. And mm-hmm. that's when I see those things. There's always something good. Like, well, I'm glad that I have the avenues and the answers for. How to on how to fix that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? We're all like entrepreneurs at heart, um, but you know they say entrepreneurs will. What do they say? They'll work an an eighty to ninety hour work week to avoid the forty, 40 hour yeah. work week, right? The typical forty hour work week. Yeah. But yet at the same time, we're all seeking freedom. What What do you think about that pseudo contradiction there? <laughs> Right? Because mm-hmm. we are. Like, I go to bed thinking about this sometimes, yeah. you know? Well, I have something to say. I mean, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you look at the history. I mean, now it's I have some hindsight. I have some history with what I've done. And, yeah, I worked 80 hours, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But now I don't. Now knowing, you know, we send out jobs the previous day and – I wake up and, you know, for the most part, there's nothing on my plate unless there's, you know, something pressing, right. you know, so I'm gaining that time back, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and I mean, I still get busy and there's still stuff that happens, but I'll be honest, there's definitely times where I don't do a thing a day. Yeah. I go work out yeah. and it's been able to, I have a lot better marriage, even better than before, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Like I'm having time to do things that my wife likes, like I've been making the bed, <laughs> not because I didn't want to, just because I'm like, I got shit to do. Yeah. Now I don't have as much shit. I can do yeah. some of your shit, you know? That's so heavy. So little things like that, you know, our marriage is better. I've been able to, like, make myself a healthy breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. and lunch and dinner. You know, like, I can't make that excuse of I'm on the road. I'm just going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, now I have time, you know, to look at my health. And I've been trying to focus on that a little bit mm-hmm. more. So you get freedom, but you, you know? Put in a oh, bit. dude, you got to put in. You got to put, put in. Yeah. And everyone who's tasted freedom has put in. Mm-hmm. You know, I think too many people, especially younger guys in their 20s, you know, is looking for that lotto ticket, looking for that, I'm going to create this idea. And they're out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm always amazed when people come up with stuff. I'm like, oh, man, 
why couldn't I come up with something easy like that? <laughs> so don't give up on it if that's you. But at the same time, most things take hard work and hustle and a yeah. lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. know, it's yeah. like the duck. Then, you know, he looks calm on the outside, but underneath his feet are just hauling. Yeah. You got uh, you to do some work. And I think at the same time, though, too, like when you're in it, when you're in those 80-hour work weeks and stuff, it's you almost you enjoy it a little bit more because you you know that you're planting seeds in in the direction that you want to go in you know yeah. what i mean so you're like a little bit more willing to be putting in those hours versus if you're working 60 hours a week for a corporation and you're in a lot some of those hours are just you're just there because you're required to be there you're not sure. even actively like moving the needle right. Sometimes that those hours spent can feel like in vain or like a like a waste of time. But whenever you're putting eighty to ninety hours a, a week into like your dream and your vision, like it doesn't feel so much like work. I guess yeah. you know what I mean. It feels like yeah, for sure. You know, and I feel like I run into a lot of guys. I'm thirty, oh god, thirty eight. I think thirty eight. Um, I run a lot of guys in like their fifties. They're like, bro, I want to start something. I want to do something. You know, and they probably got a little more money. You know, they got a little nest egg. And I'm not saying don't do it. I've seen some of them go for it, man, and they crush it. But don't – the people who have mostly have crushed it have taken a large sum of money and bought something that was already going and then made that better. Um, I tell people to be careful, you know, to jump out on that ledge, you know, because it takes time, you know. And I didn't learn all this overnight. It took tons of time, you know. And there's nothing wrong with working a great job, but if you've put 20 years there and now you're ready to jump off, like, you know, just be ready for the consequences right. too, you know, go for it, but don't be afraid to go back and get your job if you need it, you know? We were talking about that yesterday, like longevity, like sometimes that's the diff the determining factor in success, you know, is being the guy who's willing to stay in the game like the longest, you that's know what I mean? That's it, man. Like you've been in business for 11 years. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you said that like it wasn't just until recent years that things started really picking up for you, but you just stayed in the game. You know, you like nose to the grindstone, just stayed in it. And I think a lot of the time that's what it is. Like success can be right around the corner from mm. from this failure. You're going to hit like nine other failures up until then, mm. but it's that last one. You go overcome that last failure and then boom, there it is. Like there's the Have you, have you guys seen that meme? Of the guy that's digging for the diamonds. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's exactly. almost there, dude. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he turns around because he's like, there's too much work. Yeah. Um, the so next guy comes, digs like two feet, and he yeah, grabs the diamond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing, you said something a while ago. You used the phrase, move the needle, man. And that's been a heavy phrase for me for um, the past couple of months because this whole Tim Ferriss thing. Yeah. The 40-hour work week. Um uh, there's a book that I never finished. I barely even got it started, but I could see quickly where the guy was going. But the book is called Traction, and it's I was using that phrase, that word, for, you mm. know, for a while. I think for me, uh, th sure, I was in it for a long time. Let's just call it, you know, eight or ten years before uh, things started changing. One, it was me letting my guard down. But two, and I don't know where you guys are on this, I looking back, I'm like, bro, you were working your ass off, but you were just working. You weren't Whoa. moving the needle, bro. Yeah. You know, like, like <clears throat> do do the things that matter. Why are you yes. fucking worried about all this stupid shit? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I'll try to. Uh, something I've learned from you actually is like, I'm. I like a little bit of structure, but I also like my freedom. So something I've done in the past was okay. Like, okay, I'm gonna wake up and from 5 a.m. to 
uh, 8 a.m. I'm going to work on this. And then 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm going to work on this. And like, that's good. And it has its place. But at the same time, I find whenever I just write down like what I know really needs to be done, like the things that move the needle. And then like I have that the day before. So I have an understanding of what I need to get done. Mm -hmm. I can just be like I can take a step back and just be me and then freedom. Yeah. You know, you you can be, and then like those things. Okay. Like, Oh, well I feel like knocking out this one on the list, you know, knock it out. And then you start getting that momentum. So it doesn't have to be like regimented and and all that, you know? No, that's good. Jason, you told me like, dude, you need to check out this book and I'm a terrible reader. I'll say it. Like I have to really force myself. I don't ever sit down. Like, I've always had a Fitbit, and, like, dude, I'm always getting, like, I don't even work out. I'll get, like, 13,000 steps. Like, yeah. it's not uncommon for me to get 20. I'm on the phone. I'm just walking around the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just move. I like to move. Yeah. Uh, so to sit down and read a book, man, it's challenging for me, real challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a real struggle for me. And there's so much knowledge, and I was literally having this conversation with Aaron. I'm like, it's getting better, but why is this knowledge just locked in these books, right? I feel like the real good nuggets are still in the books. Yeah. You know, but we have phones and Instagrams and all this stuff. And it's starting to come out. Mm-hmm. It really is. But there's still so much good information locked in these books, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm working on it. And so I did read that book and it is changing me, dude. It's crazy, right? Like moving the needle. Oh, my gosh. Like it's changing my wife. And she hadn't even read it. I'm like, you've got to read this book. But right now, let me just tell you what you need to do right now. Yeah. You know, and it talks about are you being busy? Are you being productive? Mm-hmm. And we all come from this. It's like a, it's a habit. Oh, I'm on my keyboard. I'm busy. I'm looking at emails. I'm busy. Are you being productive? You right. know? And so we've, dude, and like batching the workload, putting, you know, instead of like answering your emails, because Aaron's always like, my wife's like, I got to go check my email. got to go check my email. And this dude's like, dude, check your mail once a month. Check your email once a day. You know, yeah. like delay your emails, you know, like you got to read the book, but, you know, don't spend all that time just being busy. Be productive. Right. You know, and so it's really changing the way we're doing stuff, you know, so incredible. and it's incredible and it gives you freedom because right. now you're not locked into this pressure of I've got to be busy. I've got to go to the office and sit there and, mm-hmm. you know, and you can, if you own your own business, you can always be busy. There's right. always work to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally, oh, I'm going to look at taxes or I'm going to look at this. I bet I could save them. You know I mean? There's always something you can do, mm-hmm. but where's the balance, right. you know? And like it real fast, all of a sudden the balance is. And you're not even doing that. It's, it's usually not even that good of work. Right. But it's like, oh, my marriage is kind of sucking. You know, maybe you have kids. I'm not doing much over here with them. Hell, my, not, my dog's neglected. You know, there's house chores, you know. And so where's the balance in that? And we're really learning, like, dude, be productive. Yeah. And he's big on, like, dude, find two things a day and just crush them. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? Dude, I was on this uh, part of this uh, online trainer academy. Jonathan Goodman, he's a Canadian guy that started this. Uh, years ago, he started the Personal Training Development Center. You can go on his website. And um, none of what this guy offers has anything to do with programming exercises or any of that kind of shit. Like, he's really, really gone out on a limb to help trainers on the business side of things. Trainers, coaches, gym owners, stuff like that. And um, when I was enrolled in this online trainer academy, every I think every month they would send you a gift in the mail. One of the gifts that I received was a to-do list. Mm. Every single, and, and you know, you tear, it's a tearaway mm. type thing. Uh, every page in this to-do list or this booklet uh, comes with like a motivating quote. And then underneath there's three things um, that are blank, three blank spots. So you can put, like you were saying, you put tomorrow's three things 
three needle movers mm-hmm. on that list and nothing else happens before those three things. Maybe your morning routine and all that, but right. when it comes down to business, boom, those three things happen and it's always, you know, from the day before. So he wants you to fill this thing out yeah. before you get into bed, yeah. you know? And, um, uh, he, he's got the very similar mindset as this Tim yeah. Ferriss guy. Like it's just move the needle, move the needle, move the needle. And don't, don't chew up your life with a big ass to-do list. Yes. You're not going to get it all done, bro. Get three things done that need to get done or two, like you yeah. said, and then call it, man. Like if that's all the work you want to do for today, then that's it. But guess what? You're probably going to have some bonus time. Mm-hmm. And if you do and you feel good about it, then knock out some of that little shit that doesn't, you know, they're not so much needle movers. Right. Right. And he's big on, uh, you know, multitasking is the devil, which really tripped me up, man, because my wife, she can multitask like crazy. I mean, it's like that uh, woman brain. Just think about this. And I'm like, I'm a one track mind, you know, I'm like doing an email and she starts talking to me. I'm like, no, no, stop. I can't, you know, let me finish, you know, but, uh. And there's, there's a lot of science backing on it, you know, but when your brain starts engaging something, it's connecting these neurons and they're firing. But when you start disconnecting, and that can even be with a freaking Facebook pop-up, your phone going beep, you know, whatever that is. And, and as a business owner, your time's very valuable and you want to make the best of it and be productive and move that needle. And so even with us, like we have a home office and we have an office space and we have the capability to remotely log in, which is super nice. But Aaron's learning that it's better to go up to the office, mm. shut the door. Yes. And she's like, I was like, babe, why don't you just try it? You know, like just start knocking it out. And she'll go up there and just crush it. What would take her two days and probably, you know, three hours a day roughly. Like she can go up there and literally get it all done in like an hour or two. That's crazy, right? No interruptions. Yep. Phone's off, moving the needle, getting it done. Now she's freed up and she doesn't feel this baggage of, oh, I got to go to this. You know, and I'm like, no, Tuesdays, I'm going to go in the office and crush that. Yeah. You know, and so it's given her a lot of freedom with just feeling okay about life because yeah. she's got that time to go. I'm gonna take care of it. Uh, you know, I don't have to just work one hour here and then come back and work another hour yeah. and then two hours. Yeah, just be done. It's funny, man, because the the setting is so important, and I'm learning that too. Well, like we have a babysitter, bro, that comes to our house. Tiffany's aunt and and her mom they kind of alternate, and they come and take care of Harper Ray. Well, I'm sitting at the table, dude, banging on the laptop, but it's still, dude, it's it's not the same, man. If I can it's remove not. myself from that environment and go to like, even if it's just a coffee shop or something, man, oh, yeah. somewhere away from my home For sure. where like I'm quote unquote at work, bro, the productivity is through yeah. the roof. I used to work in my truck because I knew going home. Sometimes I'd tell my wife, I'm like, I feel like I cheated on you. I just have to disclose this. I'm like, I pulled over like right before I got home and I worked for 10 minutes and then I took a 20 minute nap in the truck. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like a dirtbag, but I wouldn't get this stuff done. Like I knew if I come home, I'm going to get interrupted. Kids, wife, this, then I'm going to get exhausted. It's just not going to get done. And I wanted to move that needle, Mm -hmm. you know, and even taking rest, man, that's, that's moving needle. Like your body needs to recover, you know, and when you're stressed, you get tired and, and I come home, I'm not going to get a nap. I'm like, kids aren't going to let me, but I'm like, I need this 20 minutes. It's only 20 minutes. The world's going to keep spinning. (laughs) And dude, I tell Aaron, I'm like, turn your phone off. She's like, well, one of the employees is going to call. I'm like, they can wait 20 minutes. You know, it's not going to, the life, like the world will keep turning, like set some time away and totally disconnect. Speaking of recovery. What are your thoughts on cold water dousing, cold water ice baths? Oh, man. Yeah. You've definitely pushed me in the cold water. <laughs> <laughs> I love it now. It's funny, though. It's uh, I just like a challenge. Yeah. 
you know, kind of we talked about, I don't like it when money says you can't do this or corporate America or my neighbor, whatever, you know, I don't like to be told I can't. And there are things I can't do. You know, I mean, I'm not an idiot and I'm not, you know, just going out there trying to raise hell by any means. But I like the fact of looking at that cold water and knowing that I can get in there. Yeah, I can get in there for a long time scientifically and swim and be at rest. But everything in my body says no. <laughs> and there's some days where it's much easier, you know, and there's some days where it's almost impossible. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a great training exercise because it, it goes hand in hand with life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many constant decisions and hard things, you know, and uh, you get in that ice water therapy, man. And, and we've done it with Jason and all you guys many times, you know, and you feel this whole thing full of ice. It's mainly ice. There's water in there, but it's mainly ice. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be 32. I mean, it's right there, right? And so you get in there, and with training and over time, you can get comfortable in there and put in some minutes, you know, pretty easily. And you really train. You could, you know, you can go for a good while. Well, then there's times where you're in cold water, the river or something, and that water's like 55, 50. Well, technically, we're talking 20 degrees warmer than what I'm already used to going into. And it's the same in business. Like, you go through some hard decisions, you go through some hard things, and at first you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so bad. I can't do it. I don't know if we should do it. Blah, 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 blah. Now, as a seasoned business owner, these things roll through, and I'm like, did it before? We'll do it again. Yeah, you know? And it's the same with that cold water therapy. Mm-hmm. Done it 100 times, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Even though it's going to – and sometimes it's super easy and sometimes it's super hard. It's crazy how your mind goes back and forth on oh, it. Oh, man. Like at the swimming pool? It's such a mind game. Yeah. Like at the swimming pool with your little boys? Yes. <laughs> Dude, my two boys, man. They they went to the first one ice bath, and one of them got in and got it way steep. The other one, he wanted to get in and started crying. Yeah. And, we, of course, I got him out real fast. But uh, now, like, the curiosity, right? They just, they're like, yeah, I want to do that. And so they see me in the pool, man. I like to get in the pool. We have a pool and a hot tub. And the hot tub's a, a good decompression for our family, kids. Like, it's their power tank, right? Like, they'll be having a rough day or some stuff going on, or maybe I just haven't done much with them. I'm like, hey, guys, y'all go get in the hot tub? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not in there 10 minutes, and they're just like, so are we going to get in the pool? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's January or February now. I'm like, it's cold, you know. And we've done it numerous times now, and now it's like my five-year-old was like, come on, Dad, come on. And I'm like, oh, God. Really wasn't prepared for this, you know. And a while back, we'd mentioned it, you know, and they're like, Get in, Dad. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I'm standing there, and they're like, Why aren't you going? I was like, Fear. And they're like, What? And I was like, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, You're scared? And I was like, Yeah. And they even mentioned it. They're like, Remember the ice? Remember up at the gym? I was like, yeah, I, I know. It's usually, I know. It's usually the parent trying to talk to the kid and they're, they're like, watching. whatever it is. I know. It's they're like, watching. Oh, yeah, man. They so they're pressing me. And now my three-year-old, too, like even uh, two days ago, it was cold, man. I don't know. The water was probably 50-something, 50 52, low 50s for sure, which if you're not around a pool much, like what's comfortable for most people is high 80s. Yeah. yeah. Like a pool can be 80 and it's still cold. Like uh, people are like, oh, it's warm out. And I'm like, dude, you want like 85 or above to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And if you're a girl, you probably want it like 88, 89. Yeah. So when we say 50s, it's cold. It's cold. And my three-year-old, he can't swim yet. He can he can paddle around, but he's you know he's like I, I want to go. And I was like, he normally goes to the stairs because he can. He'll go to the third stair, which is about up to his shoulders. <laughs> he's like, I go to three. I go to three. And I'm like, okay. 
But he wanted to jump in, like me and me and his big brother, you know. He's like, Dad, you hold my hand. And I was like, oh, frick, I got to go all the way. <laughs> I was kind of hoping just to do the stair routine. Yeah, three stair. <laughs> so the three-year-old's pushing me in, man, just making me do it. I didn't even want to do it. And I was like, oh, but it, it does. It feels so refreshing. Yeah. It wakes you up. It, it's a reset. I don't know, so something so carnal about it. And then you're in there for a minute, and then it's kind of like, okay, okay. This actually feels pretty good. It's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of extend that time frame as well. Yeah, yeah. We Before we came here today, we we got together at the house. Yeah, I know. I missed it. And we did uh, some cold water dialysis with our buckets, 10-pound bags in each of these five-gallon buckets of water. And, um, man, yeah, it's it's – I don't really know if I have words for it. I hate talking about the science behind it because I'm like, dude, there's something deeper there, you know? Like, yeah. So good. You know? So people always ask me, what's it feel like? And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe in like that third eye, but I, and like, I've never done hard drugs, but I'm like, your brain goes <laughs> wide open, dude. <laughs> yes. Like 10 shots of espresso. Yeah. Like you're clear, yeah. like you're pumped. Yeah. Your nervous system like wakes up. Wakes way up. Wakes up, dude. Yeah. To the point where it's taking my breath away. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of wild. I've never had it. I've gone in like, I've probably been in like the iced stuff like five times. And then the last time, I don't know why I got in. I was like. Yeah. I was like. I mean, I couldn't even talk. Right. And that's that's one of the first things that we talk about is like, dude, maintain your cool. Keep yeah. your breath. Keep your breath. Keep your breath. If you can keep your breath, man, it's not that bad. Oh, man. You know, and it's it's the same thing that I tell these fighters and wrestlers that I train. The guy that breathes better is the guy that wins. That's it. It's almost always, you know. And it, you apply that to any facet of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, stress from the business is building up. And you start stressing. You start taking shallower breaths. Your brain's not getting enough oxygen. Now you're making questionable decisions. It's like, nope, step away. Take a breath. Take a breath, man. That's so good. You can totally take that right back to the business world 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, you know, there's always a customer that's not happy. And it's not that you did a bad job, but it's just that for whatever reason, they disagree with something. And, and you're right. They're wrong. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they will saying the customer's always right. You certainly don't want them bad-mouthing your customer. And what I've learned back in the day, I was just, I didn't really mind confrontation. I'd talk to them. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about keeping your breath. And now I'm like, okay, let's just talk. And I'll sit there and I'll just listen to them BS, blah, 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 but I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool. And all they really want to do is vent. Yeah. And usually 99% of the time, I hear them out, we shake hands, man, appreciate you. Just yeah. want to let you know, you know? And so it's just staying calm, breathing, man, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You can put that to so many life experiences. Big time. Stay breathing, stay observant, and you're always going to find what's the problem. What's yeah. what's that guy going through? And like you said, 99% of the time, it's not you. Mm-mm. It's nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. They had a bad day at work. They had a white, they came home. Bad just, life. Yeah. Some li- stuff, st- heavy you, stuff out there. You know, like there's, there's a million different scenarios, but it's almost always something personal or, you know, like yeah. they're going through, you know, whatever. But, uh, the point is, is that it could be really easy for you to not take that deep breath and fire back at them, fuck up a relationship, you know what I mean? Not get paid. Not get paid, one-star review on Google, yep. you know what I mean? And then now you've got to contend with all that because you weren't able to put your own ego in check. Yeah. In reality, the guy didn't even have a problem. He just wanted to talk. He wanted to talk. Yeah. You know, so. And I feel like sometimes people in, like you are in positions for that. Just to hear people out. That's why you've been given the responsibility to, yeah, to extend that arm to so many yeah. people. 
No, you're right, man. I mean, there's, you know. there's been times where, you know, this little lady, and I'm in there, and I'm like, oh, man, this lady just needs to talk. She just needs someone to say hi to her, you know? Talk to her. You know, this really has nothing to do about gutters. I'm just trying to be a good human right now and yeah. hear her out because she's lost her husband, mm-hmm. and no one comes and checks on her, you know? And so there's definitely those times, man. And I can usually, I'm a pretty good reader of people, you know? And if, if that's the case, I mean, I'll, I've spent, a lot of time in people's living room, mm-hmm. you know. You want some tea? I'm like, no, I want to leave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's have tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing with training, dude. Yeah. It's oh like, man, I'm, I can it's imagine. A crazy, I can't tell you how many people have paid me money. It's like a therapist, and it's like we're not even really working out. Mm-hmm. Like there, there'll be those moments where, and and they need it, and you can sense that. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, it is what it is. We'll yeah. sit here and talk about whatever you got to deal with. Yeah. You know. And I'll tell you, man, I've had people tell me before because I've apologized at the end of the session or whatever, man. Like, man, I hate that we didn't get to what we needed to get to. And they'll look me straight in the face and we got to exactly what I needed to get to. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the most fulfilling thing ever, man. Like, you know, that's 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 way better than anything else. Yeah, really is. So where are you going? Where am I going? Yeah. Today or in the future? (laughs) Long term? With all of this. Open yeah. question. Big picture. Where are we at? Man, you know, y'all asked me this a while back, and I'm, I am somewhat of a selfish, a family selfish. I'm not, you know, all about myself, but I want, I want good things for my family, first and foremost. But the truth is, I would love to be extremely successful. I love helping people, man. I really do. Um, you know, I want to be the guy that, you know, lady's car's broke. I'm like, dude, here's a new car. You know, I'm having some, I lost my job. Dude, here's six months on rent, man. Just bless you. Yeah. You know, um, I'd love to be the, like, business guy that comes in and helps people. You know, like, man, I got this business that's struggling. You know, I- I'm free. You know, let me come. Let me come sit down. What's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Be that guy. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Go dig some water wells in some foreign country. I don't know, man. Just, mm-hmm. just help. You know, just be life to someone else. Like, that's really, like, deep long term. Dude, do you guys want and jazz see these parallels? Because Scriven said the exact same thing, but in other words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It was literally the same thing. He's Scriven told us he's like, dude, I want to I want to have enough passive income to where, like, if I wanted to go get a certification and coach a kettlebell class at your gym for ten hours a week, then I'll just do that. Just yeah. help people. No, I, I'm you know? all for it, dude. And I'm like, damn, that's so dope, dude. And y'all, are, y'all are both speaking the same language, you know? It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Some, it's hard for some people to even think like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to be careful what I say because I'm a dreamer, man. Like, I have huge goals, and and I don't even know how that means I'm going to get there or if I'm going to get there. But a while back, I shelled them a while back, and I just kind of, like, minimized what I thought I could do. And it wasn't overnight. It just kind of crept in. And I was like, I'm going to be a pretty successful guy. But what I was just telling you about, I kind of lost it. And I'm like getting it back. Mm. And it feels good. And even if I don't get it, I want to feel good my whole life, right? And so that's a big thing, like, is just being optimistic, you know, and don't give up on those dreams, no matter how old you are or where you're at or what you're doing. Because when you get stagnant, man, it's just, it's kind of bad for your brain, I feel like. I don't know how to say that but yeah i'm feeling that well dude this has been amazing yeah it's a badass conversation dude and we hope to have you back here again for sure um dude we appreciate your time man your time is uh we want you to know that it's very valuable to us oh, to see man. you making moves man so just 
you taking the time to come over here to visit with us, man. Thank you so much. Anytime, man. Can't wait to do it again. It's fun. For sure. You want to give a shout out yeah. to your uh, to your company and to Instagram handle, maybe a Facebook if you have it? Yeah, yeah, man. Lassard's Gutters. At Lassard's Gutters. We're here in New Braunfels. We cover all of San Antonio up to, we try to stay out of Austin for the most part. But uh, yeah, locally owned and we'll certainly do you a great job and take care of whatever you need. Commercial, small job, whatever. We can handle it. Nice. Well, as always... Thanks to Green Records. Thanks to Will, Drew, the whole crew here. Appreciate you guys. Um, just real quick, too, let's do a little re-shout out. Jazz, throw it out there. Yeah, uh, at Phoenix Photography NB. Uh, just just doing uh, photos for the health and fitness industry here in New Braunfels and then uh, really any other small business that I can help promote and uh, provide content for. Dude, this guy's incredible, man. As a business owner, I see it. And I saw this guy at the gym and just saw some of his Instagram posts. And I, I'll be honest, I have a bunch of photography people that I could have used. And I was like, this guy's got it, man. Yeah. And I gave him some stuff. And and as a business owner, like, I don't want to mess with the follow-through. This I sent him a very minuscule amount of information. And Jazz crushed it. Yeah. Crushed it, man. Above and beyond what I could have asked for, what I could have envisioned. So... Big shout out to Phoenix Photography for sure. For sure, man. And uh, us over there at Sport Hall, Sport Hall underscore NB on Instagram. You'll see plenty of Jazz's work on that page. Um, Trident Strength on Instagram, that's another one. And then Kilgore Clean, we're cleaning windows. Yeah. A little side hustle we're building up, and you'll see a lot of Jazz's work on that as well. So uh, anyhow, I appreciate your time again, Chaz. Of course. Boys. Thank you, Chaz. Learned a lot from you. Had fun, man. We'll see you next time. All right. Oh, yeah. That's a good conversation. It was good, man. That was so smooth, dude.